0: The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome back to the Rod and Staff podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with my co-host, Roger, and uh, we're here to talk about Uh, what we think is kind of an interesting topic this time around, uh, the topic of gluttony. And uh, I'm hoping it's not going to be fully autobiographical, uh, but (laughs) there'll be some of that uh, as well. And actually, this is a a question that came up from one of those uh, listeners out there who we had asked, hey, can you guys give us some ideas of what you would like us to discuss and think through? And uh, and he sent us a, a note asking for this topic, and we're, we're glad to discuss it. It's an important topic and interesting topic, and one not talked about too much. Roger, when was the last time you talked about
1: gluttony? Uh, I think just a couple <laughs> minutes ago, right before our show. <laughs> okay. okay, before that, <laughs> how about before that? Do you remember? I don't remember. I know I've thought about it in my mind, just as you go through scripture and you see the scripture addresses it at times, but it's not a normal everyday conversation um, that I have.
0: Yeah, I, I knew we were going to be talking about this uh, this evening. And so uh, when I was take, taking that extra bite of a pastry that I had earlier today, I was thinking, <laughs> uh oh, does this qualify? Um, I mean, we, we should start out by... Trying to come up with some sort of a definition uh, of gluttony, uh, the the kind of the the dictionary definition I think that we read in different places has to do with excess in eating, um, e- eating more than we ought, overconsumption. I read somewhere overeating, binge eating. Um, these are these are words. What what comes to your mind with gluttony when you're thinking of what, what is the meaning of the term?
1: Yeah, I think simplifying it into excess, or using a word like indulge, or Mm -hmm. overindulge, um, Mm -hmm. going beyond what is necessary. um, Those ideas come to my mind
0: as I think about it. It's interesting, going above what is necessary. I think another word we've thrown out, and we'll talk more about it when we get into desires, but inordinate, Mm -hmm. right? But Man, that seems somewhat subjective, doesn't it? There's mm-hmm. something relative almost in even that definition. What is necessary?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely. And it can be different for different people, even if you think of it from just how our bodies were created. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, from a physical aspect, some people need more um, than others. And so yeah. it can be subjective, even in that. Um, and there's a sense inside, right, where you know, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know I need this extra bite or this extra, right. <laughs> you know, indulgence, but but you take it anyway. So that. Now, what I want to
0: be careful with is I, I don't think that it's, you know, we, we both joked about bites. So I don't, I don't, yeah. what I want to make sure our listeners understand is, I don't think it's a, a matter of a bite <laughs> here and a bite yeah. there. I think, obviously, anytime we're talking about sin and we're talking about desires we're talking about the heart right mm-hmm. and it's going back to motivation it's going back to heart it's going back to some other key inward spiritual aspects but they're also tied so clearly to the physical aspects so uh, what do you think what do you think uh, is missing in those who uh, are, or what's the, what's the struggle, you think, with those who are, are dealing with gluttony and, and maybe overeating? What, what's the real issue there?
1: Well, I think initially we probably think of it in the wrong way to begin with, um, that either maybe we don't take it seriously enough. Hmm. Um, we think that, you know, what's the big deal? Why why do we even need to think about this? Uh, Why does it matter? So we have a wrong view. But then when we want, when we start to think about it, what are the first words that pop into your mind? Right? Guilt, Guilt, shame. And so the focus all becomes on us again, and we're missing what's behind it, what's in our hearts, what's coming out of our hearts. What is it saying about us what is it saying about our relationship with God and we're viewing it on a surface level instead of going deeper to say what's behind it Uh, you know it's it's thinking of the sin behind the sin what are the motive motivations what are the desires that are brewing inside and that can be different for each individual on what's driving and motivating that person to it. So I think if you don't start with that, then you can just get stuck on this superficial, you know, uh, gluttony, the sin, and we wanna avoid it. And you, you start to get more of a moralistic perspective yeah. instead of connecting food to your relationship with the Lord.
0: Let me ask you this question, Roger. You know, the, the Lord says, it's, it's not about what you put inside your mouth, right? It or put inside it's what comes out that matters so should this even be an issue should should we consider overeating an issue since it's not what we put in but what comes out how would you respond to that
1: (laughs) well i'm not sure i would i would interpret that specifically with uh uh food i think you can look at that as in in other in other ways too but i would say that If you, if you miss the point that we're body soul creatures and God cares about both the body and the soul, then we'll miss it. We can't emphasize one um, over the other or ignore the other. We have to look at all of our being before the Lord.
0: Yeah. It's so important to remember. Hey, we're, we are, we have a material and an immaterial aspect to us as humans. And as we were talking just in this Easter, you know, talking about in this Easter season, one of the glories of the resurrection is that we will have physical glorified bodies mm-hmm. in the new heavens and new earth. And so we are not our full human existence without both body and soul. And mm-hmm. these two things, these two aspects of us interact and, and they, there is a very close connection. And so we can't say, you know, like some Gnostics or something, ah, that's just the body and we're not going to yeah. worry about that. We're just going to worry about the soul. Well, the, the heart, has something to say about the body. There's this interrelationship. Yeah. I know you and I have talked about, even in your research in the past, that connection between body and, and soul. I'm sure we'll, we'll get into some of that. Did you want to mm-hmm. comment on that? Or
1: Yeah. Just thinking, I mean, just think of one example uh, of that connection with you know, you, you hear people use the word, or, you know, I'm hangry where <laughs> you get very hungry and, and, and some people become very short And you recognize that when the body desires something at that moment, which is a good thing, you you know, we need food to live, that it affects even our soul. It tempts us, it brings up something in us um, that we have to consider um, Mm -hmm. because of how God designed us that there is this interplay. I mean, we, we soul with, we sin with our body. Yeah. I mean it's our body parts that are 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 are, are what are expressing what's inside the heart. Yeah. And so if we ignore that then we we miss the point of the deeper reality of how God divined us. So
0: Absolutely and Paul talks about, you know, disciplining his body and those mm-hmm. types of things, but and we'll get to those as well. Let let's try to dig deep into what is this concept of gluttony? So let's 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 look at, you know, the the real kind of starting to dig into the topic and think starting with why is it that people eat too much? Why do people eat in excess? What are they looking for?
1: So I think uh, using kind of an example from my own life, um, I tend to eat too much uh, for comfort. It's one of the areas that there, there's comfort in eating. You know, you have that phrase comfort food. Um, and I think that's a big driver of, of, of the heart. I think another one is pleasure and satisfaction. You know, God created our bodies to enjoy food. And there's a pleasure and a satisfaction you get when you eat something really good, and it tastes really good. And, and you keep eating and eating and eating,
0: Uh, And you give thanks and you give thanks for that. Each time. Every
1: time.
0: (laughs) Listen, you know very well, I told you before that my biggest fear with COVID is not death. (laughs) It was losing my taste and (laughs) glad it's back. But yeah, absolutely.
1: And just another one I think of is, is, you know, uh, happens when I'm at work, um, just getting stressed with deadlines and dealing with either difficulties in life difficult relationships and just using food as a way to comfort those times of being stressed out and just eating for the fact of eating not because it's mealtime or you know now I'm hungry it's just it's just kind of drowning out that stress for the moment. And, and you think about how your body gets trained, right? You, you kind of train your body with these, the uh, with the actions you take and they become natural. The next time you do it, you don't even think about it. You just naturally do it. And it takes a lot of, yeah. Yeah.
0: Becomes a habit, right. A Mm -hmm. habit of your, your heart. And what's interesting for me is, uh, I think that I, I'll run to food during those stressful times partly because i'm I have to eat right mm. No one can complain that I'm taking a break to eat. We have to eat we eat or else we don't live and so yeah. we kind of kind of convince ourselves that um, but but really something else is going on there. We're running toward comfort we, we I don't know if mm-hmm. it's the endorphins or what it is that it are kicking in but we're making food out to be so it's not always how much we eat but why we're eating
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right it's our heart's motivation in eating yeah what what does our relationship with food say about us and our hearts then
1: i think i can say a lot of different things um I think one to think about is there is a sense of a lack of self-control. And I don't want to say that in a critical, uh, you know, sounding really harsh or critical in that, just an observation, right? There's a connection between stopping uh, when uh, we know we've had enough and, and it's a lack of self-control in those moments um, that, that, that we may be having um, uh, or not, practicing self-control I, I would say this you know and we maybe should have said this earlier is that we all have a bad relationship with food <laughs> we all make sure. use it in different degrees in different ways and that's what we're just trying to observe and bring out what's going on inside of our hearts in those moments because this is something that's telling us it's a, it's a gauge of the condition of our hearts at that, at different times of our lives. And it could become a pattern that can be really harmful to us if we don't recognize it uh, in our life.
0: Yeah. And, it, and it, what's fascinating for us these days is that the world around us really uh, uses our gluttony or our wrong relationship with food, our lack of self control against us. It, to to entice Mm -hmm. this, right? Look, so think about, you know, the Lay's potato chips that, what was it? No one can eat just one, or you can't just eat, or you can't eat just one, or whatever the phrase Mm -hmm. was that that they used. And, and there's a certain truth to it, right? You know, (laughs) you you eat one, you're like, "Uh, I'll have two or or three, and then the bag is done. And you're like, well, tomorrow, I won't have anything to eat, you know, uh, (laughs) to make up for it. But yeah, there, this, this lack of self-control, this is big. And I'll, I'll be honest, in my own life, I realize if I'm lacking self-control in one area, I'm likely lacking it in other areas. Yeah, well, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was go. just going to say, and so for me, um, sometimes I have, to, I have to really carefully think about my food intake in, with specific regard to self-control uh, as a gauge for other aspects of my life. And so I'll, I'll have to try and stop myself and, and prayerfully, uh, not to sound very pious or anything, but honestly, because I know that it can, I, I enjoy food and I run to it for the wrong reasons. And so it can get the best of me. Um, it, it, yeah. And self-control, I think, is is so much broader than just food, but it's a good gauge.
1: Yeah, I don't know who I heard this from, but it was uh, when we think about uh, our hearts and we think about uh, the sins of our heart that come out of our heart, that sin comes in clusters. It's Mm. never just one thing we're struggling with, but there is a connection because it's all coming from the inside and it relates to all those different areas of life. Some are more emphasized in particular uh, things that are occurring but the sins behind our sins and what we're talking about is going on in our heart is related to all the different areas uh, yeah. of our life and it's a it's a good observation to look at and try to make those connections um, yeah. so that we're not dealing on the surface level of thinking that it's food is our problem no food isn't the problem your heart is the problem and yeah. that's what you want to deal with
0: yeah so what other, what other things do you see that, that are, you know, what, what what does it say about us when we have this wrong relationship with
1: food? I think we could have an idolatrous heart, you know, a mm. God replacement that we, we make food our God in a way. Um, we're worshiping it without saying it, but it's becoming valuable to us and we're, we're giving it honor and worship. I know there's scripture so it's the right interpretation of, I believe it's in first Timothy where their God is their belly. Is mm, that the right, that's right. Right book. Yeah. You know, oh, I think it's the right book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Well, it, it's interesting. There's the, the statement, do you eat to live or the question, yeah. do you eat to live or live to eat? <laughs> and yeah. I think it's kind of asking that question. What, what's, what's ruling you in that case, mm-hmm. food or, or something else? Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that?
1: Uh, last one I would think of is that our our hearts have the ability to turn good things into bad things when yeah. they start ruling us. That's Paul Tripp's uh, all, his line. He always emphasizes, you know, we we take good things, we make them bad things when they start become ruling things. When that's driving our lives, and they've taken too much importance in our life, um, and so. It, it can reveal those, those areas of, you know, of,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So let, let's, let's get really practical here. So let's, let's try and figure this out <laughs> as much as we can. We're going to answer everyone's yeah. questions with this short mm-hmm. podcast, but a, a question yeah. that comes to my mind is, okay, then what, what is eating for? Is it simply eating sufficiently that I might continue living uh, and I'm not going to die of hunger or, or lack of nutrition. And if that is what it's for, so now I'm going to. Uh, I hope that we. Uh, here's the PG-13, you know, alert now because there are, we'll talk about something that maybe our youngest listeners, if there are any, shouldn't listen to. But I connect it somewhat to um, physical intimacy. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it only f- to bear children, to be fruitful and multiply? Is So is eating only for nutrition is, you know, uh, sex only for procreation or is there something more there? And because that's important to know, because if I probably shouldn't eat sushi ever again, if I have to stop after only enough to be nourished for that day, because (laughs) that's not, that's not you know uh there's more to it it seems to me but i don't know what do you think of that
1: yeah it's it's interesting because there's if we're talking about the purposes of god and in what he's created and you start thinking what is the ultimate point or purpose of those areas of life Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if if we can make that hierarchical uh a judgment Mm -hmm. there are purposes And we may emphasize one purpose over the other. And that's what people have done with sex, right? It's just procreation. It's just to have children. And then others can say, but wait a second, what about the pleasure and enjoyment aspect of that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can emphasize that to the detriment of the other. And you have all these other, uh, you know, ways of thinking about it, but we can do the same thing with food, right? It's a necessity to live. We know God created us with physical bodies that cannot uh, go on without food. Yep. But he doesn't tell us in our word what the limit is. It's not, right. here's how much you can eat. And that's the necessity part of it. That's the subjective nature of this, where it gets really difficult. Yep. Nor does the word talk about, you know, uh, maybe the frame of our body and and that connection because, we know we're in broken bodies and that yeah. doesn't always reveal the outward doesn't always reveal what's going on in the heart. We don't want to make that, that, that judgment on, on another because we don't know that aspect, but yep. like sex, you know, there's an enjoyment of it, right? God created us to enjoy food. I mean, I, I think of the revelation passage of the, the supper, the, uh, the supper, wedding yeah. feast
0: of the lamb. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right, and and that that enjoyment, and you think of other scriptures of uh, enjoyment, but here's one that I I heard someone say that really struck me, mm-hmm. and it was this: is that God gave us the enjoyment or the pleasure of food to point to a greater glory, mm-hmm. that it's meant. Not to be an end in itself, but it's meant to point out the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Because you think about how you just had that enjoyable feast, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't just end there. It's the creator of heaven and earth who gave you the body, who gave you all the senses to enjoy it, to remind you of him. And there is a greater glory and a greater joy for us. This is temporary. We have it now, but that's not the end all. The end all is the creator of heaven and earth. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the passages in the Psalms that talk about taste and see that the Lord is good mm-hmm. kind of de- depend on you having tasted good foods, tasted mm-hmm. uh, things that brought enjoyment. Otherwise, what's the point of saying taste and see that the Lord is good. It would be like, (laughs) well, what does that mean? You know? And I think we've been given taste buds and scent and these senses that we have Mm -hmm. uh, because we are whole beings, body and soul. And and they, these are good. These are ways of God giving us blessing. I think uh, the idea that we're to, you know, give thanks for what we eat Mm -hmm. is an important part of this. When we, and I think that could help us to have a a godly boundary to our eating. Are we, you know, when we're thanking the Lord for it and giving him glory, even while we eat and drink, which always amazes me, you know, whether you eat or you drink, give you know, to all, to the glory of God, you're going, well, how do I eat and drink to the glory of God? Well, if I'm grateful to him truly, and if it's a reminder as you said, of the greater glory, if it's a reminder of things beyond just this physical, then I I think they can be honoring to him and it will Mm be. I also think it'll temper us. I think at some point I'm going, yeah, I I might be grateful, but this, this might be more than I should have. Um, And again, I don't think it's a bite here and a bite there. I think it's more an attitude, a heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think one of the definitions that I read had to do with greed yeah, as well. So gluttony and greed kind of going together. I don't know what else do you think on there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think even when you think of the prodigal son, that mm. he uh, used and you know all his inheritance to indulge. Yeah. In the different areas that he indulged in, and that's another picture of of gluttony. It, it's interesting that Jesus was called
0: a mm-hmm. glutton.
1: Yes. As, you know, you look at the Matthew passage, it's in Matthew chapter eleven, nineteen. And The son of man came eating and drinking and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. The first word they use, they call him a glutton. So even yeah. in that context, there was something there. Of of this is you know somebody who's indulging. They're going they're they're going in excess, you know. when well, it was a criticism.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because they they didn't say that about John the Baptist, mm-hmm. right? Because he was you know out there eating what is it, uh, locusts, <laughs> locusts and, and wild and honey. honey. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would be you know a gluttonous kind of food. Although maybe it can be for some a delicate delicacy, but you know, what they saw is that Jesus would go to banquets and he'd go to dinners and he'd go to these activities and they, they use that against him, uh, which I think we can sadly, judgmentally, self-righteously look at others who might eat and drink and enjoy certain things that we might not. And so we don't want to play that game and and be involved in that. But, but there's, but there's something about being led by our appetites, Mm -hmm being led by and kind of, you said it, you use Paul Tripp's language of when it becomes this ruling desire in our lives. I think that's the danger. And if someone is sensing in their hearts that they're being ruled by their appetites, their, that lack of self-control that we said, I would say, yeah, you know, step back, take some, take some steps back from those things that you think are controlling you and and turn back to Christ and make sure he's your vision and he's Mm -hmm. what's filling you. Um, but for someone who's saying I enjoy eating, is there is there a risk? Is there a danger? What would you say to someone who comes and say hey, I really I'm a foodie? I have a friend who recently I was talking to, and he's like, I'm a foodie. I enjoy good foods. I like to try new things. Like yeah. is that is that a problem?
1: Enjoy God's creation and be thankful <laughs> for it. I think yeah. I think there's a difference between and we, and we were even chatting about this before. There's a difference between having a celebratory time where you're enjoying much more than you would enjoy just on your normal day, right? Right. And you're right. celebrating. You're doing it with thankfulness in your heart, with gratitude in your heart. But mm-hmm. that's not your normal every day. I think we're talking more right. of the lifestyle of it. So if that's all yep. your life has become and you do that not only will you suffer the physical consequences of that type of lifestyle, but then the spiritual side starts to get affected and it'll probably, uh, you'll experience that as talking about in other areas of your life, but we can enjoy those times of celebration because we're pointing to the one who allows that. That's a great thing for us to look at and say, you know, praise God for all he's given us. If, if we, if we have the right heart attitude in that moment. Yeah. Um, And, and it, you know.
0: Yeah. And I also think one of the other tests that we can, I mean, I don't want to say test, but another way that we can kind of view this is what's our indulgence doing to other people around us.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like if I'm just this idea of gluttonous and greed is that to the detriment of others that I could be taking care of and providing for? Am I only thinking about myself? Because sometimes yeah. when you, you know, see certain appetites draw us in, we're, we're trying to fulfill them and these pleasures, we realize, oh man, I am living simply for myself. And so again, turn your eyes back to Christ and and now live for him is kind of the the thought there. So I think that, you know, yeah, enjoying food, enjoying delicacies and things. That's, I don't think there's anything necessarily harmful in those things. It's when they become inordinate, when they become ruling, and when they're perhaps taking us away from serving others and loving others well, uh, that they can be yeah. a, a, a problem. Um, of course, we, can't, we don't want to miss First Corinthians 6. I wanted to make sure we brought this up, where Paul says, or do you not know, this is verse 19, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own for you were bought with a price so glorify god in your body mm-hmm. uh, so the body does matter
1: yeah
0: you know and uh, and it's important to keep it in mind and of course it goes back to what christ has done for us we've been bought mm-hmm. and so now out of thanksgiving we we use our bodies for his glory, but
1: yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts on this uh, issue? Yeah, I think we can, we want to also be careful in our own uh, hearts not to become so morbidly, uh introspective Mm -hmm. that we're thinking about this all the time that on a daily basis where every meal we're thinking am i being uh, (laughs) glad right now then then we've taken our eyes completely off of christ and put them on ourselves and we get in a cycle of performing as if as if this becomes the most important part of our spiritual walk it's an important part but it's it's it shouldn't be even a ruling thing of of constantly thinking about it because the opposite side of this that many people struggle with i know a a lot is being written about right now is not eating enough and becoming anorexic because of the image um, and because of a wrong relationship with food in a different angle from it and i mean we're just so easily go to extremes we have such a hard yep. time and <laughs> and and maybe that's why the lord leaves us with so much uh, remaining sin in our hearts that we constantly have to go back to him and depend go on back him. to
0: christ that's right yeah, and
1: reorient our hearts daily in those times yeah. that we see but i think it's i i think it's important for us to to consider that the scriptures talk about this our bodies are important our bodies yeah. are a temple and if you know, this is just my personal, my personal desire is I want, I I want to take care of the body as much as I can um, just to live a life before the Lord, how he desires, because I saw my family, a Mm. lot of my family who have died young because of the decisions they made and the way they lived. And a lot of it had to do with, with food. um, And, uh, and the things that came out of that, but, just being able to say lord i'm yours not just my my soul is yours but my body is yours to be used for for your service so help me yeah. to care for it even though it's not going to be this you know the eternal physical body it'll be recreated it's still your temporary life here and yep. the way you choose to take care of it has an effect on your uh, your life here and now. So
0: yeah. And your ability to serve the Lord and serve your family and all those things, I guess let, let's kind of, you know, recap a few things, you know, so we, we know that gluttony is kind of this eating in excess or, or indulging overindulgence of the flesh. This, this idea of being ruled by your appetite ruled by this pleasure seeking. Um, it's uh, it's an issue of the heart, not just an issue of the body that it really comes back to mm-hmm. what you're desiring where you're getting your satisfaction uh, your comfort your pleasure etc um, but I think we want to caution people like you said it we, we don't what we don't want is now this is something that uh, becomes this legalistic uh, you know albatross around your neck going okay uh, every bite I take now is that too much is that too is that was that was that gluttonous is that not you know I think it's a, like you said, it's a lifestyle question. It's a, is this a, an overall pattern in the way I live uh, that I need to take back to the cross and go to the Lord and say, Lord, take this from me as I, you know, want you to be my satisfaction only. So I give you thanks for for the food and and I just want to, to be filled by you, not by it. You know, we don't want it to become a burden, uh, but it is something that we want to uh, offer to the Lord as as part of our worship.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: all right. Well, interesting topic. So glad that our dear brother uh, sent it to us. And uh, for those that are listening, uh, maybe there's an angle we missed, and you want to send us a note on that or other topics like this. I'm sure there's much more to be said. I was telling uh, Roger off the air that uh, uh, apparently uh, Thomas Aquinas has uh, a lot written on the topic of gluttony uh questioning whether it's the greatest of all (laughs) sins so if you want to look that up uh, and uh, richard baxter the puritan has uh, some fascinating stuff on this too so there's a lot written on it and we could go into it a lot more but i hope this wet your appetites and if you have any questions like this or other topics that you'd like us to touch on please reach out Uh, send us a note let us know and uh, hope that you will join us again next time subscribe share with friends and uh, God bless. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N,
1: staff.org.